We are back and it's 2020. Happy New Year, guys. Get pumped. I'm Amanda, your host, Friendship State of Mind. And drum roll, please. Guess who's back? Back again. Yay. It's Allison. What's up, guys? Yeah, she's back. I think everyone thought it was going to be Juan because that's his favorite thing to open with. Plot mm, twist. The drum roll? No, the guess who's back? Um, back again. I can be a Slim Shady, though. Yeah. But are you the real Slim Shady? Because you're not standing up. That's the question. Oh, Maybe I'll stand question. up later. <laughs> okay, so how was your week? Because it, with being at the winery, I know that's been crazy. It was good. I hosted our New Year's Eve party, uh, which up. was fun. So going into a new decade, we actually did speakeasy theme last year. So we did a decade party this year going into a new decade. But our other two locations in Fredericksburg and Grapevine actually did speakeasy what so, is speakeasy so it's mainly like great gatsby themed speakeasies oh, okay. like prohibition so okay. you're dressing up like the 20s like flappers yes and, okay i feel so we had a lot of people show up in those because they thought we were doing a speakeasy theme oh. but since it was decades so it, it matched oh yeah. okay thank so you. i dressed up in 80s and then there were some people in like hippies and other mm-hmm. things so it was a fun party but you know we didn't know what day it was for the majority of the week because no one does for all the teachers out there Today that you are listening to this is a Monday. Some of you are at, you know, staff development, whatever. Today is Monday when you're listening to this. As far as I know, if you listen to it on the day it dropped. If you listen to another day, I can't help you. (laughs) But I haven't known what day it is for quite some time. I actually messed up some plans with people back in Houston. Because I said I'll be back on Friday. Didn't even think to look at a calendar. Or just look at your phone. It normally tells you on the home screen, but... I didn't even do that. People forget about that. I'm like, like, I need a vegetable. I need some (laughs) sleep. I need a lot of things. Get you a vegetable, girl. Right. Let's talk about 2019 real quick. So we launched this podcast, which was really cool and exciting, and that Mm -hmm. finally came to fruition. 2019 for you was a really big year because you came into the winery. Basically just a year of growth. 2018 was a very hard year for Mm -hmm. me. There was just a lot of random issues that came about, and they all compiled on top of each other. 2019 was kind of a year of recoup and Mm -hmm. revitalize and finding parts about myself again that I had lost in 2018 just from the chaos. But 2019, I would say, was a good year. I I had a lot of... There was a lot of hardship in 2019 um, for me just with my job. At the beginning of the year with the place I was at and the area I was at, just getting away from people that didn't know how to work professionally with other people. And then coming to a new district and getting married, that was wonderful. Yes. Um, And having to kind of retrain my brain on how to be treated in the workplace and not carry that with me outside of the classroom. Adulting is hard. It's, it was a very hard switch to go back to that. So I'm getting better at it. I'm able to retrain my brain and my coworkers really good about being like, Hey, just leave that here. Don't worry about it. So it had its very roller coaster up and downs at the beginning, but once we got to the middle and the end, it got a lot better. So it ended on a good note. Yeah. We're going to be basic. Let's talk about these resolutions. Do you have any? So because it's the year 2020, mm-hmm. I saw a few people that listed something like this and I thought about it and I was like, this is a lot of things, mm-hmm. but 20 things in 2020. Ooh. So. It's not necessarily resolutions. Some of them are just goals. But I don't like the word resolutions. I think a lot of people resonate with the fact that resolutions are something that you strive for that are not necessarily realistic. That you throw out the window by February. So these are things that are, if they are larger goals, I set smaller goals to reach them just so I can track progress. Or they're just fun things I want to do. So Mm -hmm. instead of doing 20 like task-oriented things, I wanted to do 10 fun things and 10 things that are more goal-oriented. Oh, so that's fun. Yeah, so a few of my fun things would be like 
practice calligraphy twice a month because I have a calligraphy mm. book and that's something that helps me at work because we do chalkboards. Right, and we, right, right. We need to have really good handwriting when it's out in front of the public. I, I also want to get Gracie acclimated to the car. So the, I like <laughs> the goal. It's not one of Gracie's, but it's one of yeah, your own. Yeah, so a, a, a weekly car ride with Bean. I call her my Bean because she jumps up and down like a jumping bean. So if mm-hmm. you hear Bean, that's what that is. And then watch 20 classic movies. So yeah, we're, we're really, really behind on movies. We're really movie deprived. And I, I tell people this a lot and they don't really understand it. So for all my softballers out there, this one's for you. Yeah. So on the weekends, a lot of people went to the movies either with their family or with their friends growing up or both. Or even in the evenings when we were at practice. Right. And we didn't, we practiced at least for tournament ball alone, which is travel softball, two times a week. And then you would go and play tournaments. And for softball, the tournaments you'd play anywhere between seven to 14 games honestly it depends on how well you win or how well you don't 14 would be a stretch but it would also depend on how many teams there were regardless Mm -hmm. you're basically there from 8 a.m to midnight saturday right and if you're lucky enough to have still won enough games saturday you would wake up at 8 a.m to go back sunday Sunday. and played through like 4 p.m so something with that being said we didn't get to go see movies there were sometimes as a team we went if we had a big break in between it and depending on the town we were in just to get out of the heat right but because our coaches didn't want us in the heat and to get drained more or sunburned. But we didn't really get that luxury of going to the movies all the time because we chose softball. And I don't regret choosing that, but we are very movie-described because of it. Yeah, that's one of my more fun ones. As far as, like, actual goals, one of them is to set monthly focuses. Mm. So January is going to be simplify and... Like just purge some things, which is kind of a natural time of year to do that. Mm-hmm. Really just focusing on not adding to the clutter and eliminating the clutter. Sure. Another one would be wake up by 7 a.m. during Ooh. the week. Um, that like hurt me. The reason I need to do that, though, is I'm always running behind because I sleep like a zombie apocalypse human. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to wake me up. But there's so many things that I could get done before the work day. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get acclimated so that hopefully I can wake up earlier than seven. But that's still a stretch. And then just things like water every day. Mm-hmm. I've got a goal of 70 ounces of water a day right now. Okay. It's at two bottles of water a day. And once that becomes something that I can achieve for a week, right. I'll bump up to another bottle. But and some of y'all think that's crazy. But when you live in the South, we have a lot of sugary things, taste, tasty things. Not that y'all don't up North, but I remember Chelsea, your best friend that mm-hmm. now lives in Boston, Boston, New England area. She came down to Texas her first time from there. And she said, I don't think I've had a vegetable in a week. And I was like, that's probably true. Yeah. She could. was down here for Christmas for about two weeks and mm-hmm. she got a weekend and was like, man, just been eating a bunch of chicken tenders and <laughs> barbecue and Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And Some of mine are, so I took, shout out to Everlywell. We don't have a sponsorship with them, but thanks for helping me. Um, <laughs> they have food sensitivity kits and it's not a food allergy, but food sensitivity. And I've struggled the past probably four years with what we thought was possibly celiac and it, it wasn't. I got tested for it. And so we asked if they could test for sensitivity and they said no. And at the time, they didn't have that. Well, now these kits have come out, and they do 96 foods, anything from fruits, vegetables, nuts, poultry, dairy, and grains. then grains. Yeah. And so they test all these different things. And I figured I would get some sort of sensitivity. They have them from normal, which is good. Like, you don't have a sensitivity to them. And then it, the sensitivities go from mild, moderate, high. Luckily, I had nothing high. But even if I have a mild or moderate sensitivity to it, I could still have a really awful side effect is what they've said on the thing. I had seven foods that came up and some of them surprised me, but um, I thought gluten or wheat would come up. 
they both came up. And then yogurt came up and I can never really hold that down. I, I, I have never understood that, but this makes sense now if I have a mm-hmm. moderate severity to it. And then cow's milk, that one was really sad because I really dig my whipped cream and my sour cream not together. That's disgusting. But <laughs> other things. Then I had mozzarella, so no more cheese sticks and I love a good cheese stick. Garlic was one of them, but I don't eat garlic like by the handfuls. I just probably have to moderate it more. If you ate garlic by the handfuls, I'd worry about your vampire yeah. issues around yeah. your apartment. But <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. That's disgusting. Egg whites were one of them, but I can still have egg yolk. So egg whites are mainly just like in meringue, cookies, cake batter. Well, and cow's milk is not directly milk from a cow or milk from a carton. It's not lactose intolerance. Yeah, that's the first thing they said. They said, warning, you are not lactose intolerant. I was like, praise him. It's just as an ingredient, cow's milk and creamers and Mm -hmm. things that people cook with or that you find in ingredients that you buy at a store Mm -hmm. to bake or to cook something. Right. So basically no more fettuccine Alfredo, no more cheese sticks. So Olive Garden is off the table. Dang. Right? They have gluten-free stuff. It's just not as fun. It's, I mean, theirs actually tastes better because some gluten-free things... Gluten-free things are coming much further in progress. Yes, and they don't all all taste like crumbs anymore, which I appreciate because I did live in that for a little bit. But I want to really lose weight, and those things are stopping me because they're inflaming me. And so that's... That's my biggest thing is just to take care of myself. It's not even just to lose weight, but this year is the year of Amanda taking care of herself and what's doing best for her. Okay, when we come back, we are going to have a resolution list for you. Not a resolution list, but a bucket list of Texas things for you to check out this year or any time in your lifespan in Texas. So stick with us and we will keep you up to date and what you can be looking forward to on where you should go in Lone Star State this year. Stick with us. We are back. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't leave you. Not like some of you will leave resolutions in 2020. Not trying to roast you, but be real. Okay, so let's talk about this bucket list of Texas. So this bucket list of Texas I found online, you know, with us speaking of resolutions, a bucket list kind of goes in that realm of things you want to do just in your lifetime. But you could do some of these this year if you live here or if you're coming to visit. There's actually a show that you know about called, what is that about? It's called Texas Bucket List. And there's a guy that I actually worked with at the news station in town who ended up branching off and doing his own version of Texas Bucket List where Mm -hmm. he primarily visits restaurants and stores uh, that are locally owned and operated by Texans in Texas. They're standalone single stores, but it's called the Texas Bucket List. He's got a Hummer that's decked out with all of the like like logo and everything. Diners, drives-ins, and dive checks. Yes. So shout out Shay McAuliffe. It's a cool show. Mm -hmm. Um, His wife, Meredith, also worked at the news station with us for a little while, and she now owns Sabi Boutique. So they're both doing really well, and that's something that is connected to the places that we're going to talk about here. He's been to a lot of these, but Mm -hmm. this was actually a list that was compiled from several different articles put together of just the main places we've heard of them, but we wanted to get other people's 
versions of what was important mm-hmm. in the state. So well, and if you go watch his show, it gives you a visual of what you're going to be going into. So we highly yeah. recommend going to see what he's working on, so that way you can be like, oh, that's the thing. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna go to well, it. And he'll try the food. He'll do all the things with the owners. So okay. he actually schedules the interviews and talks with them about their businesses, and Sweet. it's cool. So we're going to mention College Station because that's just like we're from the Bryant area growing up and they currently, my sister and mom and stepdad live in College Station. Dad and Dee Dee, our stepmom, live in Bryant. So if you came here, Allison can speak on this better because she went to school here. She's living here now. What are some things that they could expect? Because it's, it's a little bit different with size and things like that. And it's a college town. So depending on where you're from, College Station could seem really big or really small. Mm-hmm. The Bryant College Station area, the main things that we have to do are like movie theaters or there are some bars. There's Northgate Mm -hmm. um, or the Gates of North, as the children (laughs) are now calling it. Basically just a strip of bars in Mm -hmm. the area um, that you can bar hop easily walk to. They're all next to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. The Dixie Chicken is a big one. A lot of people will go in there and play dominoes, but that's one of our signature bars in this area. I mean, I'll still ask people, like, when their parents come to tailgate when they were students, I'd be like, oh, how did you and your husband meet? And they'd be like, the chicken. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's one of those bars that if you're going to come to College Station for a College Station experience, the Dixie Chicken is our staple. Went on a date there once. It was really good. Then he walked me to the door and said, let's just be friends. So that's my only experience with the chicken. I need a new Let's hope that your experience at the chicken, if you decide to come here, (laughs) will be better than Amanda's. Yeah. So a lot of people from the small towns tend to think that Bryan College Station has everything. We do have a bigger mall. It's not big by any means, but we're also from here. So it's bigger than what the small towns have for sure. But then you've got all these college students that come in from the major cities like Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, or wherever. And they think that we have nothing to do, which as someone Mm -hmm. who lives here... I don't think we have a ton of things to do. Like, we don't have any theme parks. We have a couple of, like, water places to go, but it's mainly just pools with slides. Yeah. It's not really, like, a water park. <laughs> yeah. But that's still bigger than, like, the smaller surrounding cities would have. So it right. kind of depends on where you're from. But this place could either look really small or really big. And it's a college town, and a and known for its uniqueness and traditions and culture within the SEC realm. So you, if you want the Aggie experience as well, that's limited here too. When I was in Nacogdoches, our mall had three stores. So when I came home, I was like, this is the Mecca. Also, yeah. It, again, it really depends <laughs> on what city you're in is going to give you a lot of the lens that you're going to see College Station through. Right. One of the cool things that we do have is the George Bush Library and Museum. Mm-hmm. It is kind of connected to the university, but it's also its own place. It's actually George H.W. Bush's library. Right. And we We'll touch on where George W. Bush's library is in a second, but that one's also in Texas. So H.W. is dad. George W. is son. For those of you who need a reminder, it's okay. I had to ask this morning just to clarify (laughs) because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. But the Bushes are a big deal, and they love A&M and Texas They love Texas, yeah. So a lot of people in Texas find the Bushes very near and dear to their I even have the shirt like I wore last episode that said W. And Chaz thought it said Dubai. So, okay, so that's College Station. So let's let's look at the Dallas-Fort Worth area, some things to do. So there's the Fort Worth Stockyards, which is kind of like, what, a bar area? Yeah. That's, you know, foodie related to, and just things to go hang out. My friends that are living in Dallas and Fort Worth, it's something that they like to go do on their weekends or nights off. And so they'll go to the Fort Worth Stockyards. I mean, obviously, there's they've got like some rodeo-esque things that yeah. go on there too. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for but it's like kind of a miniature version of the rodeo plus just 
enjoying more of the historic district of Fort Worth. Right. So that's really what that is, and it's fun. So if you wanted to get away for the weekend or happen to be in Dallas for the weekend or Fort Worth, I'm sorry, let me correct that because you're two separate entities. If you were in Fort Worth for the weekend, you could go there to hang out. Another thing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is the Texas State Fair. This is a big one. So every, is it every year oh, yeah. that it happens? Yeah, Big Tex, we've talked about Big Tex before. He is there to welcome everyone in to the State Fair in two Texas. It's this massive statue. He's in a red shirt and he's waving, got his 10-gallon hat on. Howdy, y'all. And there, neither one of us have been to the state fair. Which, again, um, we were busy on the weekends, and as adults, we just haven't gone up there to do that. Right. But I've had plenty of friends who go either every year or have been multiple times. He wears a red bandana. That's what it is. Yeah. And I knew he had some sort of red. But they have everything you can imagine for food, like fried Oreos. That's a thing. They have... If you can stick it in a fryer, it's fried. So yeah, pretty much. So just think of all the realms of possibilities, it's there. Fried cheesecake, fried Oreos. Fried Twinkies. Fried Twinkies. They have different events you can do, like games and rides. And people from all over the United States come to it because it's such a big thing. But a lot of people just go for the food and to kind of walk around, hang out, maybe buy some things. Imagine a theme park that can pop up. <laughs> on steroids. So yes. it's not just your typical carnival in a parking lot because we mm-hmm. have that... And Brian Station twice a year. We have it in Houston all but the time. But this is something that's actually in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for months. Like yes. Like two to three months. It's the mm-hmm. whole fall season. They are in that area set up with all of these things. Right. So 24 days, actually, of 20. a howdy from Big Tex. So people plan to go to the fall festival then. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it was actually longer than that because people post pictures all the God, all people going. will post like all throughout the semester. And I'm like, yeah. didn't that end? But it makes me think it's still going. Yeah. And people dress up in country gear as well. It's another thing. Because so. we don't all dress like that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not always that we dress like cowboys and cowgirls. My but. pastor at my church actually got called out because he went to the Houston Rodeo, which is a different thing. And that happens during springtime in March. He was in cowboy gear and he got called out for not being a true cowboy on the metro and i was like that's really not your place man and my poor pastor was just trying to have fun at the houston rodeo okay so the last thing in dfw we want to we want to touch on is the george w libraries george w the son of george hw bush whose father was president as we all know it's on the smu campus and his library is there as y'all know every president has a library and his happens to be in the dallas fort worth area they're all really cool to go to so make sure to go check them out and especially since he's still a living president they're updating things in there and they're working on more things and he may come in and visit you never know you never know when they're going to pop in so you might just see a historical figure at that library mm-hmm. all right let's go to houston my neck of the woods right now let's talk about nasa i call it it's it's pronounced nasa but we have a friend from new zealand that calls it nasa because of his accent and so it Shout is out tim bowie tim bowie what up man so it is the space station located in texas you can we've both been we went on a trip together actually mm-hmm. and you can go go in some of the former rocket ships that they've had in there. You can go in a replica of what they sit in while they send stuff out into space. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that kind of freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. Because the idea of space freaks both Allison and I out. And just just too vast of a place. mm -mm. Like to get get lost there. Like the the Magic School Bus episode that had the lost (laughs) in space still haunts me. Um, About Arnold's cousin taking her helmet off in Pluto. And I was like, all right. Or he took his, whatever. 
whatever. Someone took their helmet off in Pluto, <laughs> thought they were going to die, melted their head once they got back to Earth. That's like really scarring as children it anyway. Really but NASA's really fun. You can wear one of the spacesuits. There's things for kids to do there as well. And it doesn't cost a lot to go in there. No, either. it's kind of like going into an interactive museum kind of for yeah. space things. So NASA actually stands for National Aeronautics and Space Administration. So anything space related or flying into space because, you know, you've got to break the atmosphere. They actually teach you about the atmospheres and things. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. Obviously, it's headquartered in D.C., but mm-hmm. there is a branch in Houston. Right. So it's one of the few places that is in the country that we actually have a branch of in the state. There's also Galveston, which is right below Houston. There's more coast of Texas besides Galveston, but that's one of the main known ones. It's not the prettiest beach, but if you wanted a beach getaway, it's there. The We did have bluer waters more than ever this year, and it was transferring from some other part of the ocean, which was really cool. And they were, and it was for like two weeks, blue waters in Galveston. Yeah, it was nuts. And normally you have to get go down closer there. to Florida to get mm-hmm. something like that. But the Gulf normally just kicks up a lot more of the dirt and seaweed. Right. So. But I mean, it's still like I take Norbert, our dog, a beach day once a year for him to run around. Better. Yeah. All right, let's skip over to San Antonio. So we've talked about the Alamo with y'all briefly in the Alamo episode. Just a reminder for those of you still asking, it's coming February 23rd week. Visit the Alamo while you're there. And if you go during the time of the glory days of the Alamo, which is February 23rd through March 6th, some of the relatives of the fallen soldiers will be around the area. And they have certain ceremonies for them that are just private for them, but also public too. So that's something that's coming up you could do. There's also the Riverwalk. We've talked about that with all the Mexican food restaurants and Mm -hmm. little shops. And it's just nice. It's where we have the Music Educator Conference every year. Okay, this is a big one. This is the capital, Austin, Texas. There are a lot of things to do here. One of them is called Enchanted Rock, which is around the Fredericksburg area. There's a few things in the Fredericksburg area, but that's like a little bit outside of Austin. Yeah, it's about, I don't know, an hour and a half away. So it kind of depends on what part of Austin you're in and what part of Fredericksburg you're going to. But Fredericksburg is in wine country Mm -hmm. um, because that's where a lot of vineyards are. They've just got very good environmental structures out there for grapevines. But yes, Enchanted Rock is in the Fredericksburg area. And you had a real grotten with Fredericksburg Enchanted Rock. I was working for the baseball team (coughs) and Chelsea, who lives in Boston, she decided she wanted to come kidnap me with her friends and like go do something at night. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, the game was in the afternoon. We can do something at night thinking we were just going to go to dinner or something. So I'm in like a t-shirt, shorts and flip flops. Okay. (laughs) And It's like starting to become evening. It's starting to get dark. And I realize we've been driving for a while. And they won't tell me where I'm going. Oh, God. They they really should have prepped you. Yeah, because I was was in flip-flops, okay? So we get there. To hike. Yes. I did not know we were going to hike. These people, so her friends, other college students, but they went to Texas University. I will not call it the University of Texas because I'm an Aggie, so that is fake news. Anyway. Glad we got that covered. (laughs) So they start walking, and I don't think Chelsea knew where we were going really either. Like, (laughs) she knew it was called Enchanted Rock, but she didn't know it was a hiking experience. She thought it was like, we're just going to walk around, but it's pitch black. So I hiked Enchanted Rock in the dark in flip-flops, and the wind was like tornadic. I thought... Tornadic? Yeah, I thought... Is that a real word? I hope so. Okay, it is Um, now. So if you would have put a hat on me, and I would have just held it up with my hand and let it go, it would have blown away, and I would have never seen it again. Like, that is how crazy the wind was, and I couldn't see my own hand in front of my face. I just imagine this little white girl in flip-flops being like, help! It was so scary. (laughs) I was hiding under a blanket with Chelsea. 
Oh my god. And the god. guys are just running around and <coughs> like, y'all are like tripping on something. Yeah. But so all that to say, my Enchanted Rock experience was not great because I was not prepared. <laughs> Enchanted Rock is a hiking experience. Mm-hmm. So wear your tennis shoes, go in the daytime, and uh don't take your friends there and not tell them that you're going. Yeah, please tell your friends you're going because they need to be well suited for yeah, that. Just yeah, it's not fun to hike in flip-flops. It's no, just not that ideal. hurts your feet really bad too. But it was that was an experience, let me tell you. And that's a place a lot of people do actually really like to go. It's got a really cool view in the daytime so you can mm-hmm. see more of the city and it's a it's a fun thing to do during the day. Oh, and my friends that were geology majors, it was a really big thing because they have specific rocks there that can't always find in other parts of Texas or the country. Yeah. So for my geology majors, that's your spot. Okay, so Round Rock Donuts, that is a big one. Round Rock is like a suburb of Austin. These donuts are known because there's all these different types of flavors. They're huge as well. You can get this massive donut that's as big as your face and try to eat it in one <laughs> sitting. Good luck. You know, make some room for that two days in advance. But Round Rock Donuts is definitely a place you need to hit up with all the different flavors. It's known across the state and people come even from out of state to try it. A fun one that we have is the Austin City Limits concert weekends. It's for a few weekends during the year and then the South by Southwest Music Festival. Our little sister Bridget has photographed at both of those. So check out Bridget Craig Photography because she will have pictures from both of those events because she went to them and she photographs them. She has a photography pass and she's also a concert goer as well because she loves music they have different bands anything from they've had beyonce out there to your good old angsty bands that are like we the kings and stuff like that so that's more for south by southwest acl is going to do some of your smaller maybe lesser known bands that are not on the radio necessarily as much south by is going to be a little bit bigger names so it kind of depends because acl's in the fall for a couple of weekends and then south by southwest is in the spring so they're both in austin and Austin is known as the live music capital of the world, so it makes sense to have it there. Yep. So then there's Rainy Street in Austin, and Rainy Street is kind of just another place for you to go and hang out. It's Is it a thing of bars? You've had friends go to it more than I have. I hadn't really heard of it. Yeah, so I mean, there's other things in Austin, kind of like 6th Street. Um, mm-hmm. So 6th Street is a lot more popular with the bars. Rainy Street is part of the historic district. Okay. So it's near Lady Bird Lake and I-35, but it's more downtown, so... It's actually got more of like, it's more upscale. Sixth Street is kind of like where you go at night is like the clubs. Mm -hmm. Rainy Street is going to be a little more. Like daytime friendly. Yeah. Okay. So then there's Fredericksburg. We've touched on that again. That's wine country. A lot of people go there for their bachelorette parties or honeymoons or just like a little getaway for the weekend. It's accessible to a lot of different areas and it's easy to drive to and it's just really low key in downtime. So a lot of people do that. You can also go bat watching in Austin because they have specific bat caves. Yeah, so that medal over there that I did the Austin Marathon in 5K, I did the 5K for... um, You didn't want to run 26.2? I did 13.1 once and that was enough. (laughs) But it was actually to raise awareness and run with um, an organization for micropremies for Mm -hmm. the Mancuso family. So we did the 5K together, me and some of the family and nurses that they became friends with when Jack was born super duper early and he's doing great now. But the medal that we got from doing that 5K is actually a bat. It's a bat? Yeah. 
Yeah, you get to watch them. And it. some people are kind of creeped out by it, but when it's, like, flocks of them and you're away from them and can see them from a distance, it's okay. They will not attack you. Side note, there are bats under Kyle Field, so a lot of times they send off the cannon just so the bats will be free. Oh, my gosh. But that was actually more so at the old Kyle Field. The new Kyle Field, I don't think, has as much of an issue. I hope um, not. But they've just renovated the stadium where there's less area for them to be. That just sounds scary and kind of... Inhumane, but you know, not. I keeps don't know. you on your toes. Um, so then there's Barton Springs. I love Barton Springs because we got to take some of our choir kids there last year while they were in Austin for a competition. And there has been. I'm a weirdo, and I watch documentaries about cults, not cults, not the horses, but religious groups that are not your normal. And there was a cult that used to swim in Barton Springs before it became a big thing. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. where that is. But you can go there. It's a very small fee. The kids were all able to go and pay it. It was very easy. It's and real close to the place where they do ACL and South by Southwest. Yeah. Type so no if you park. wanted to take a day for ACL and then go to Barton Springs, if there were some people on the list that you didn't really care to see, or if you just had a day off near ACL or South by Southwest, you could go to that. And then another president is located. His museum is there, the LBJ Library. So Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson when he stepped up to the plate. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to finish off the list because the next ones are all over Texas, so stick with us. And we have the last part of our list. So thank you for coming back. So one of the biggest things that's not near a major, major city is when you float the river, quote unquote, because there's different rivers you can float. There's the Guadalupe, the Comal, the Frio. Mm -hmm. Those are just some to name a few. So floating the river is a different experience. It is a lot of people that are in these tubes that you can rent. I don't think you can bring your own. I'm not sure. You can? Yeah. And you can float it and literally just sit in this river where it pushes you it's not fast it's just this nice little lazy river speed and people bring drinks out there they bring snacks they bring food and they literally just soak up the sun and float on this loop for for all day they're long loops though the guadalupe for example sometimes Mm -hmm. you could float through twice in about four hours like it's not like you're just going in a small circle and they're natural rivers with a current so right they are pushing you it's not super fast but you're sitting in an inner tube and people even get like inner tubes for their cooler yeah. so they can float and then their coolers float with them so Correct. they'll bring like all of their canned drinks that's why the white claws and all of those seltzers mm-hmm. that are coming out or spritzers well and even the the messina hoff uh wines that y'all have come out with that yeah. are in cans recently yeah that's those one can... reason why we have can wine now is because there's a lot of places you can't take glass or bottles right so you put something in a can and people can take it so mm-hmm. that's a very popular thing to do because you just pay a fee to get on the river and then you do it all day mm-hmm. so and so a lot of families go out there people will get like we got a group of friends to go one time and you also like tie yourselves together or hang on to somebody else's tube because you can and will float away from one another you can yeah and then it's hard to get back because obviously if you ever heard of going upstream that's not something that's very easy to do Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will kind of connect their tubes with ropes or just hold on to different people's handles Mm -hmm. and 
float all together. Right. And the current's different at different places. So, and so is the depth of it. So some places you can stand and it's okay and wait for your friends or whatever, but some places you can't. And so you just have to be careful with it, but it is very fun and it's very relaxing. You got to make sure you stay away from people that have had a little bit too much good juice because in the sun, you're going to get dehydrated and then you're drinking whatever else. And then the cops come around you and they're asking if you're part of it. You're like, I don't know them. (laughs) They're crazy. So if you do know them, you might not know them right then. And then be a good friend. Right. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. That's one of our sponsors. Amen. So there's two of these on here that you can really go in various parts of Texas. Eat at Whataburger. Duh. Duh. Um, and then stop at Bucky somewhere. We have an episode still coming on that. We're still working on it. But the little bit you know about it, go see the beaver. He wants you. You can go to Big Bend, which is another national park like Enchanted Rock. You can hike it. It's really fun. It's much bigger than Enchanted Rock, though. Big Bend is very cool, and a lot of people go to hike it. Another place you can go is called Round Top Antiques. It's just called Round Top, but it's known for antique shopping. Like, our parents go to get things, and you never know what you'll find up there. There's a lot of different vendors, some that are private just by families, some that are actual businesses. They've got festivals that they do for antiquing. They're relatively small in comparison to a lot of the things that we talk about. But even if you've watched the HGTV show Fixer Upper, Joanna Gaines will go to Round Top to get Mm. a lot of her antiques. So there's actually a town called Round Top. And so that's why it's called the Round Top Antique Show. So they do it a couple times a year. It is very popular, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, just past Brenham, I'd say about 30, 40 minutes. But my friend Sonia that I worked with at the Mm -hmm. news station, her parents run a bed and breakfast there. Oh, nice. Um, And so they actually help with a lot of the antique show and they're very busy that time of year. Yeah, so Round Top's really good. Um, Another place you can pass while just road tripping across Texas, because people do take specifically Texas road trips, is Cadillac Ranch. It's where these Cadillacs are buried in the ground and then they like pop up from the ground. So it's more of just kind of a sightseeing thing. But when we talked about it this morning and kind of finalizing the episode of what we were going to talk about, our stepdad was like, oh yeah, Cadillac Ranch, that's where they're buried. And I was like, oh, are they like... (laughs) dead Cadillacs. So it's near Amarillo and... That's more North Texas. Yeah, so it is free of charge and open 24-7. So you kind of just drive past it. Yeah. So um, there's also just... I just wanted to name this lake because it was on the list and I just think it's funny. I don't know if they swim here or not. I don't know (laughs) if it's like their hangout spot, but there is Possum Kingdom Lake. And so that's another lake you can go to and good luck, Charlie. I don't know if you'll run into some possums. (laughs) (laughs) I have yet to check that one out too. So then there's Green Hall, established in 1878. It still does not have AC, but it's in New Bronzeville's area. Yeah. And it is a landmark in Texas. I mean, people will legit, they will go to dance in it, but a lot of people will go just to even stand outside of it, take the picture. All right, we're good. Yeah. Well, so it's Texas's oldest dance hall. Yeah. And they do, their their main focus is live music. So they'll do Mm -hmm. some blues, they'll do some Americana, Mm -hmm. but it's built in 1878 and it's in the Green Historic District. District, it's near the Comal River. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of people will go float the river and then they'll go there at nighttime yeah. to go to the dance hall. That's a big thing. So other people I've seen go there for their bachelor bachelorette parties mm-hmm. and do things like that too. Or just like some sort of celebration or getaway too. If you want, if that's not your thing, but dinosaurs are, <laughs> you can go to Glen Rose, Texas, which is the dinosaur capital of the Lone Star State. So Ross Geller, we're talking to you. <laughs> So this is not on a break. It's always there. Or Miles Garrett, because he is a 
a and football player that now loves, is in the NFL, but he, he loves is a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah, he loves dinos. You can go to Glen Rose, Texas, to check out to check out the dinosaur tracks there. Another area that you can go just to hang out that we highly advise is Palo Duro Canyon. So let's say you can't get over to the Grand Canyon, which is you know the biggest canyon in the United States. This is the second biggest, and we hold it. So if you easily want to go to Palo Duro Canyon, you can go there to hike for sightseeing. My geology friends, get a rock. You know whatever you need to do, you can easily go there and that one's really fun. I've had a few friends go to Paladero Canyon either for geology or just for fun and they've had a really good experience. Just please wear sunscreen because the sun is coming down on you pretty directly and so that's the biggest thing about it. That's in the panhandle. So it's closer to Amarillo but actually the city of Canyon as well. Mm. Okay, so, so Palo Duro, okay, that makes yeah. sense. We then have, this is just a given in Texas, if you can do it, is to go to a Friday night football game, like high school football game, because it's unlike any other really high school football known in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason Texas is called the football capital, like football is king. Mm-hmm. And it's because the student sections, the parents are invested, the band, the rivalries, the things like that. I mean, you had a whole show dedicated to high school football. Basically produced a high school football show that was the equivalent of watching a college football game on TV, except we also showed halftime. So you literally watched kickoff to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But in some of these small towns, Bremond or mm-hmm. Madisonville. It's what they live or, for. Well, And the town shuts down. Yeah. Everyone is going to the game. And Restaurants maybe not, not as much. Open. Yeah, not as much today, but especially like when we were in school, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago, but 10 years ago. Yeah. The whole town shuts down so that everyone can go to the game because that's what you're doing. If you're right. not at the game, you're at home asleep. Like, those are your options. Well, and the likelihood of you knowing someone in the game, whether that's football, cheer, dance, band you know someone in the game so it's a very big deal it's something we take a lot of pride in so go to a friday night football game even if you're not in high school find a niece or a nephew or a grandchild a friend friend. i don't know don't become friends with high schoolers that's no but if your friends have nieces (laughs) and nephews right that's what we mean friday night lights is a very realistic and big thing so please check it out and then lastly texas country concerts so texas country it's his own realm of country music and i haven't been to a because I'm not a big fan of Texas country, but at our university, we would have a concert for homecoming week and it would be at the end of homecoming week on Friday when they announced the court and everything. And then we would bring in someone like Aaron Watson or What's other your name. Yeah. Cody Johnson. Or Co- yeah. Those concerts, I feel like specifically, they're very personal. Yeah. I I think Texas Country does a very good job with that. They'll talk to the crowd a lot, and they can actually hold conversations with them during the concert. kind of. So they're making it more personal. They're Mm -hmm. not just singing songs. They're not just saying, how are we doing tonight? Like, a lot of those artists will actually open up and talk about like what their week has looked like what their year has looked like Mm -hmm. the importance of their fan base to them the Um, songs and their meaning yeah so texas country to a lot of people particularly people maybe like amanda who are not super fond of texas country Mm -hmm. and for me it takes a specific type of artist like aaron watson and cody johnson are two of my favorites Mm -hmm. but some of it ends up sounding real twangy and whiny like i just want to marry my girlfriend left me and where's my puppy dog 
that's all I hear. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is that's what a lot of these places play. Mm-hmm. And they don't all sound like that. But for people who don't necessarily like them, that's what they think it sounds like, which is why they don't like it. I also just think it's hurting your vocal cords. And when I hear it, I cringe. But that's just me. Yeah. That's so very She's got a you. degree that tells her she needs to not like it, basically. So. Yeah, it's, it's ruined my life. But anyway, <laughs> Texas country is its own realm. So you've got obviously Nashville, Tennessee is its own country mecca. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Texas country artists that are also just touring all over Texas trying to make a name for themselves. So, which a right. lot of them do very well. Mm-hmm. But it's also difficult because got a lot of different places to go. And Green Hall is one of them. There was a place right. called the Texas Hall of Fame that was in College Station that actually closed several years ago because the owner passed and had no one to give it to. Which it is, is now sad. a Super Walmart. Yeah. Well, and there's one in Nacogdoches that the Josh Abbott band comes to often mm-hmm. because they have a song called She's Like Texas and they mention a bunch of different names from Texas. It's a great of, song to go listen to if you're wanting to hear about parts of Texas. Yeah, and it compares it to this girl that he's in love with, which is really awesome. And the best line is, her eyes are green like the trees of Nacogdoches. And so when we get to that part and if you're at the concert and that line comes up, everyone's like throwing their hands, her eyes are green like the trees in Nacogdoches because that's our one thing. That we get. Yeah. We don't get a lot. Cool thing for me and Amanda, though, is we both have green eyes, so. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's about me. Thanks, Josh Abbott. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Well, check out these things on your bucket list. I hope you keep your resolution. Stick with it. You are strong. You You, can do it. You are brave. We believe in you. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Make sure you come back. Bye. Bye.